You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Carol, your self-love and dating coach. And I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of three. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Facing any obstacles, Becca? (laughs) Oh, yes. Always obstacles. So many. So many. Well, before we talk about the obstacles we're facing, let's do a little rundown of what we talked about last week, which was breaking down your goal into its smallest, tiniest chunks so you can eat them up. Right. Right. Did you do it? I did do it. And you know what I realized? I realized I needed to make a new goal because I broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what happens. That's how it goes. It's like you have this like... You have a goal that you think you can accomplish in a certain amount of time. And then when you start breaking it down, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to need more time for this because you're like more, you're more into it. You're you're actually um, thinking about how much time it's going to take you to do each step. And mm-hmm. so so my original goal was to finish a course in the next four weeks, which was a little ambitious. <laughs> now right. that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why doing this work is important, you know, right. And I think I thought that I could do it because I'd already made this YouTube video about it and I'd like written a blog about it. And I was like, oh, you know, I have a lot of information on this. But of course, and of course, you want to go a lot deeper and it's not just going to be like a 10 minute video. It's going to be a longer format. So my new uh, goal is to complete the research for the course, because as I was breaking down my goal, my first step was to make an outline. Um, And then the second step was to organize the course into steps, like how, like what I wanted people to do, like how they were going to get from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. what I wanted them to learn. And then I was like, you know what, like I want to really give this course all I have and really take the time to research it and make it the best thing possible before I put it out into the universe. So I Mm -hmm. think the research alone is going to take at least three weeks. At least. Right. And that's like chunking out a good amount of time every day. Um, so my new goal is to complete the research. So that's why doing this, you know, doing the steps is really helpful. And um, I hope you guys all broke down your goal. I want to ask you really quick, too. So when, when you're going to do so, what's your method for doing this research? Are you going to give yourself like a certain amount of time every day or several times a week or you're just gonna like what how are you gonna do this no I'm gonna work every day on it because I find that if I don't work every day on something even for I have to work at least like 50 minutes at least an hour I don't know Mm -hmm. why I said 50 minutes I guess because I've read something (laughs) that's like a therapist hour very specific (laughs) no but I've read something that said it's like really good to work in 50 minute chunks Take 10 to 15 yeah. minutes off and then work in another 15 right. minute chunk. Go so get I a snack to, and then come back. Yeah. Get a snack <laughs> and come back. Um, <laughs> so 50 minutes is like in my head. Cause, but like at least an hour a day, I'd like to work on it because then it keeps the momentum. If I mm-hmm. if I do it for, let's say, two hours one day and then two days I don't do anything and then I come back to it. A, it's harder to keep that flow of what I thought I was talking about or what I thought I was learning or whatever um I also am trying to get better at taking notes and being a better researcher Mm -hmm. um I I was reading this book called Limitless by Jim Quick and it's all about learning faster and how to research better 
And so I think that's going to be a resource that's going to help me. That's a really great book if you guys want to check it out. It's all about using your mind to its fullest capacity and how you remember things and all that good stuff. But anyway, yes, I'm going to... And are you going to use scheduling on your calendar as well? Yes. Because you mentioned that last week. So I'm going to chunk out some time early in the morning. So I already have to wake up at 530 to wake court up. And for a while, for a good amount of time, I was staying up and working in the in the morning and exercising. I was feeling really good. And then I kind of fell off of that. But I'm going to get back to that because a in the morning, my brain works better. Like before, like all the hecticness of the day starts, like I can just like, I don't know. It, it helps me Get it focus. Done. Yeah, I, I can focus a lot more. And I kind of like it being dark. And I'm really the only one up because Quartz ignores me in the morning. He wants nothing to do with me. I'm always, <laughs> when I did stay up with him, I'd be like, hey, do you want me to, you know, make you breakfast and hang out? And he's like, no. <laughs> right. Like, okay. No, teenagers, that's like zero dark early for them. No, I agree with you, though. And then I think if you can get things done first thing in the morning, then the weight is lifted off you for the rest of the day. You're like, yeah, okay, I did that. You know, it's not just like nagging you the rest of the day. So that's good. Yeah. And then I also have about two hours when Chase naps. So. Okay. In the afternoon. Yeah. So I'm going to, I have to, those are usually the time that I'm cleaning. So I'm going to like. I'm going to be more organized with my cleaning. See, when you make a goal, it focuses the rest of your life too, right? Yeah. Like it makes, it forces you to think about the other things that you're like not doing efficiently and to do them more efficiently. So usually when those two hours when Chase is napping, I clean, but it's like in a haphazard way. Like I eat, I chill, I clean a little here, I clean a little there. Where now it's like, okay, like today we are cleaning the master bath. Okay. Tomorrow we are deep cleaning the kitchen. And instead of like, just like, oh, I'll do a little here, a little here. It's like, I'm going to like actually do more thorough cleans. Like a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. On like more of a schedule, which I think will also help out the house. So that's a goal of mine too. I just, I have not, I have it. Like I've gotten to the point where I've made the schedule and I just don't follow the schedule, but that's for another time. (laughs) So basically, I did did the same. I chunked out my steps um, to learning how to play the piano. And for this particular goal, there weren't that many, which is good. And then once I realized um, that I had written all the steps down, what I wanted to do was order the steps. And I think that everybody should do that. And that's, a you know, it seems fairly obvious, but it also, you know, wasn't obvious enough that we mentioned it last time. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned it this time, (laughs) that once you write down all the steps, then you need to put the steps in order for what you should do first. And then, you know, like we mentioned last time, and like you just said, if you find that your first step or second step is so big that it's overwhelming the amount of time, you know, that you thought you were going to use for the whole goal, well, then that is now your your new goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're aiming to do something in, in four to eight weeks, then if your first step, like for you is, okay, well, or I guess you said the third step for you, but you got to the third step and you go, oh, actually, I can't do this in one week. I need all of the time to do this. So, um, you know, rejiggering when you find that. But um, for me, you know, the steps really like the first step to learning to play the piano is to get a piano, which I have. So check. Boom. Yeah. That's check mark there. Yeah. That's a big Um, obstacle that you already overcame. Like, yes, exactly. (laughs) 
Yes, there we go. It started, started off with fire. Yeah. And then um, I said, you know, that I needed to get some money to pay for. I've decided to go the lessons route. Um, I think that for me, the accountability of having to meet someone and being shamed if you don't do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. before you meet with them. Shame uh, really works, works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, has worked for me in the past. Um, so I think I need to find a teacher and, and I'm going to have to find that person. But also I'm going to have to find the money to pay that person. Um And then really the next part is just finding the time for the lesson and finding the time for the practicing and then staying motivated so that I continue to do it, which also sort of gets solved once I sign up for lessons and I have to go every week. You know, that kind of is a a built-in thing. So now that we have broken down the steps and ordered the steps, what we're going to talk about today is all of these pesky obstacles that come into play once you get started, right? So all of a sudden you've written down the steps to your goal and you're going, oh, well, I can't possibly do that, you know, and we let that just stop us dead in our tracks where we say, well, I want to, you know, I want to learn the piano. So I think I need to hire a teacher, but I definitely don't have the money. So I'm not going to do it. You know, like that's, it's for so many of us, so many times, that's just where, where the goal ends. And so what we're going to talk about today and inspire y'all to do today is to think more creatively about these challenges and these obstacles, right? So I think just diving it right into obstacles and, and what we mean by this is like, for me, no matter what I write down on the piece of paper, the biggest obstacle and often only obstacle is me. Yeah, for sure. You know, I am definitely my biggest obstacle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I let myself talk. I talk myself out of doing the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I beat myself down and like generally sabotage so many of the things I try to do. And like, you know, why? Right. It's it's like, a you know, we sort of mentioned this voice in your head the other day. And, you know, for previous listening, you know, we talked about on the limiting beliefs episode. I, I go back and listen to that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. to, we really got honest in that episode and in that conversation about, you know, what, like, why do we listen to this untrustworthy person, even when we've proved that person wrong many times? It's so true. It's like, no matter how many times you like overcome the obstacle of like not having enough time or not having enough energy or not having enough money, when you try to do something new, I think your subconscious is always trying to like keep you safe. And so you just get this like little sense of panic and then you, you, you know, you say, well, no, like this time I don't have enough time or this time I don't have enough money or I can't do it. Right. It's always, you know, it's always those, those negative thoughts that are really the things that are keeping you back. It's not, It's not a real, you know, outside force that is holding you back. It's always your perception of whatever, even if it is an outside force, it's still your perception. Even if it is like, you know, uh, you know, you don't have, you don't think you have enough money. If you just stop there and you don't think, well, how can I get more money or what can I do, um, you know, that's free that could accomplish this or how could I you know, get a part-time job, you, you start, you cut off all solutions when you just um, stew in your negativity, kind of, you know? Yeah. But I do think that's an important distinction that we're making, right? So like on the left side, we have all of the things you tell yourself that are, you know, just self-sabotaging thoughts that don't necessarily have a basis in reality, right? Mm-hmm. So those are like unreal obstacles. They're right. just thought obstacles. And then on the right side, you have real obstacles that still can be overcome, but they are like actual, you know, 
barriers in your life that you're going to have to work through to attain this goal. And I think there's a, a, a good distinction there. And we're going to get back to it when we talk about your list and what to do if when you're come across an obstacle, you know, how do you determine whether it's a real obstacle or an unreal obstacle? And I think being like studied in that and knowing when it's just a matter of flipping the script and telling yourself something different or when it's like, okay, this is a real obstacle that I actually have to make a plan to overcome. Right. And I think this is a great segue into what me and Becca are dealing with now because me and Becca chatted a little before the podcast and the obstacles that I'm having are more in my head, self-imposed kind of things. And the Be- the obstacles that Becca is facing is more like time, uh, like figuring out the money, where mine's is more like I'm trying to distract myself because I'm so anxious about actually trying to have to tackle this because I'm telling myself, you know, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do right. this in this amount of time. Like I might as well just check out, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? All right. So I'll start since it's a little bit easier, I think, to kind of wrap our minds around what a real obstacle is and how to overcome a real obstacle. Um, so, you know, say that you're not having any of these unreal obstacles and your belief in yourself is strong and you know you can do what you're saying you can do. Um, and you're just going there like, well, I know I can do this, but I can't do it because of X, Y, Z, you know? Right. Um, so I would say money and time are my biggest obstacles right now. And I think that money and time are going to be most people's biggest obstacles Definitely. when they come to achieving their goals, right? Mm-hmm. So I think... In fact, I guarantee that there's a good bit of space um, between what is actually holding you back and what you say is holding you back. So I think, you know, let's tackle the real things. But then again, we're going to go back to Carolyn and she's going to do a, a deep dive into the the second part. Because even if you don't think <laughs> that you're holding yourself back with limiting beliefs, even after you tackle the money and time situation, you're probably going to find that there's still yeah. something there. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's what we can do. We're going to talk about the time thing first. So obviously, the only thing to do is to add a 25th hour to the day. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's not possible. Beyonce definitely has like 48 hours in one day. Beyonce, well, she just has a big staff, you know, so when you have other people that can add their time to your time, then it really is like having more hours in the day, right? When you can delegate all of your cleaning and cooking and childcare to other people, then you do have more time. So, um, okay. So here's what I suggest for this. If you're, if you're lacking time and money, I guarantee that you, you have a little wiggle room that you're not seeing. And this is something that I have done many times and I know you've done it, Carol. And it's I hesitate because it's not going to be a popular suggestion, but I guarantee you if you do this, you will find out something that you didn't know before and that's journaling. Mm -hmm. So whether it's your time or your money, um, you need to get a real deep look at what you're doing in a day-to-day basis. So what I recommend this week is if you feel like you don't have any time, you need to set a little timer on your phone or your watch or whatever for like 15 minutes or 10 minutes if you really want to be ambitious or five minutes if you're crazy. And every time it goes off, you need to jot down a note 
of what you're doing and yeah. how you're spending your time. Yep. It is a really annoying process and maybe you can only do it for one day. Maybe you can only do it for two days. It's okay if you can't do it a whole week, but even if you did it for one day, you would see that there's a lot of time you're spending in your day that's just kind of getting away from you without you realizing it. Yeah, that's so um, true. Even if you just do it for... Yeah, like, like I said, even if you just do it for a day, the next day you're going to be hyper aware of the little things that you're spending your time on and what can be shortened. Like I know when I wake up, I spend at least 20 minutes just laying in bed. Like I'm not even necessarily right. scrolling or doing anything. I'm just laying there. <laughs> Right. And maybe you need to do that. Like after you see what you're doing, like you can just definitely be like, oh, I need that 20 minutes in bed. Like, there's, right. you know, that's not a problem for me. But if you find that, you know, if you think you're spending 20 minutes a day on Instagram, you might be spending 75 minutes a day on Instagram. Yeah. You know, if you think you get ready in 35 minutes for work, but you're actually spending an hour. Well, that's other that's a time that you're just not accounting for, you right. know. Um, and this is the same like I've done this with with food you know if people recommend that you write down every single thing you eat and for just a limited period of time you weigh everything you measure everything I mean you have to do that to learn where the calories are going right yeah. like people often totally underestimate how much they're having like they think they're having a six ounce portion of whatever and it's actually a 12 ounce portion just because they never took the time to measure it before right. and same with your money. You know, if you do a deep dive on your finances after a month or, you know, like what I do, and I've been doing this practice for years because I have um, like a, just several little small businesses. So at the end of the year for tax time, if my finances aren't really uh, categorized, like on a monthly basis, I'm screwed and I don't, I can't write anything off and I, I can't show my expenses if I don't do it. So right. I have a practice of going through every single thing I buy every month and putting it into a category um, so I can find out whether or not if it's a write-off. Mm -hmm. So the point about that though is five years ago, I didn't do that and now I do. So it's made my spending so much better because I have to face what I spend every single month. I have to see how much takeout I got. I have to see what I bought on Amazon. I have to see, you know, right. and I think like so many of us just ignore, you know, ignore the way we spend, ignore the way we spend our time, well, um, we're just ignore what we eat. We're just not aware, you know, it's just <clears throat> exactly it's just a exactly. lack of awareness. And I think with all these activities, what we're really doing is bringing hyper awareness to the things that have just kind of gone on autopilot or unconscious, like how yep. much you spend on coffee and lunch every week or how much time you're taking when you're like choosing what to wear. Like you could right. choose what to wear the night before and then the day the next day you won't have to spend 20 minutes or what you might think is like oh I'm spending five minutes on deciding what to wear today you might be thinking you might be spending 25 minutes so yeah so when exactly. you when you think you don't have enough time think of all the time when you just think of it and you're you're not doing this practice you might be like yeah I don't have time like I'm always busy but when you really look at it you're like oh like I spent you know 20 minutes going back and forth opening my fridge looking at it sitting back down, going back, opening right, the fridge, yeah. looking exactly. at it, and exactly. sitting back down. Yeah. Like, so once you realize what you do with your time, you'll have to figure out how to do something different, right? right? And so much of what we do is just because we're used to doing it. That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But, you know, growth is about challenging our used to's right. and making them used to's. Uh-oh. Did you hear what I did there? Uh-oh. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> oh, God.
<laughs> All right. So I'm used to doing it that way to I used to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But now I do something better. Right. So and let me just right now, I'll just give a couple of little, you know, sometimes we like to just point you guys in directions of things that work for us. So like I said, I categorize all my finances. I use Mint to do that, which is a totally Mint, free yeah. service and I works great. That. Yeah, me too. Um, I've also used uh, YNAB, which is You Need a Budget, which is a pay-for service, but it's a it's a, a way that you can track your finances and they have a system that um, works for a lot of people. And then for books, um, I've read 168 Hours. I've read The Power of Habit. Both of those are good books that teach mm-hmm. you about how to better use your time. And then you've talked about screen time calculators and you know yeah. setting limits on your screen time mm-hmm. before, which all the phones have that now. Yeah. And then... You know, the journaling, um, certainly you can just journal, but there's also so many resources for that. If you just, you know, Google time journaling or, you know, there are even like things you can buy that that give you the limits and stuff like that. That's some good shit. Okay, so that's that now. But like we said, you know, even if you can overcome these sort of more real challenges, then of course you're going to find yourself um, kicking yourself in the butt with the unreal challenges. So So, why don't you talk a little bit about that? So yeah, so that's what I've been facing. And that's really... Um, what I've faced a lot of my adult life. And I think it's because, you know, I took some of my early failures to just mean that I am a failure. So I feel like a lot of times I don't like to try too hard because I'm afraid that then I'm going to fail. But then Mm -hmm. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you don't try too hard, then you do fail. And then I get right. really wrapped up in my mind about like what people are going to think. Um, and I'm, you know, I don't want to be judged. And a lot like, for instance, when I took that huge hiatus of like three years from my YouTube channel, a lot of the reason that it was really hard for me to get back is because I was like, oh, all these people just saw me fail spectacularly. <laughs> like I was supposed to do right. this and all these people saw me fail and it's really embarrassing and shameful and like I had all those feelings and it just kept me from even I couldn't even watch one of my old YouTube videos I remember in our first season Becca had me do asked me to do that homework like just watch one of your old videos and I couldn't do it for weeks like that's how much resistance I had built up so a lot of times you'll find this kind of like emotional resistance to things that you really want to do And it's like, it's like a real feeling, like it's like a feeling of anxiety or like slight panic because you work yourself up in your mind. A lot of times we don't even realize it's our thoughts that are causing this anxiety and kind of like panicky feeling when we think about the things we're supposed to be accomplishing or what we want to be Mm -hmm. doing. And then when I get these, these thoughts like, oh, you know you're not going to be, you're not capable of doing this. Like you're not going to be able to keep doing this long term. You're not going to be able to keep this up. You're not going to be able to finish this. Um, right. When I do start thinking all that, then I do, I get all those anxious feelings and then I just want to distract myself. So mm-hmm. on the one hand, like it's really like my thoughts are holding me back, but then also then all the things that I use for distractions also then hold me back because when I get those like anxious feelings I'm like okay I don't all right forget it like I get overwhelmed and I'm like forget it let's just watch tv or forget it I'll just scroll instagram or forget it I'll just smoke a l or I don't know play with chase or some kind of other thing to just distract myself from what I really should be doing Mm -hmm. and so 
the solutions for that is to really a identify those beliefs that keep coming up like those things that you keep telling yourself over and over again or those those times where you're because you might not even realize that you might feel the feelings and not realize that what thoughts are actually provoking those feelings you might just feel the feelings and not even examine the thoughts and just go straight to distraction whereas mm-hmm. if you slow down when you start feeling those feelings of panic or anxiety and you want to procrastinate it's really helpful to then like take out a piece of paper take out a journal and like write like what are what am i thinking right now that are what that's causing these like panicky feelings and once you kind of pause and just don't let those feelings those emotions kind of just run you once you actually pause and think like okay what are the thoughts that are behind these feelings because feelings don't just come out of nowhere they're they're from your thoughts whether the thoughts are conscious or unconscious but when you really pause and think then even if they are unconscious thoughts you can kind of bring them to the surface so if it's like oh like I'm, I'm anxious about having to do this research or I don't, you know, I'm having all this resistance to getting started. Like, why? Oh, is it like, right. because I don't feel like I'm going to finish it. Well, why? Because I haven't finished things in the past. Well, why? Oh, uh, you know, because I felt like, you know, I just wasn't capable or I get, you know, I, I lose interest or whatever the reason is. You just keep asking yourself, like, what is underneath all of these you know, bad feelings, all this anxiety that's really keeping me away from things. Because like we've, we made a podcast about procrastination in our first season. And we uncovered that procrastination is really because of anxiety. It's not really because of laziness. It's because whatever the task is, it's making you feel like you can't complete it at the time. Like it's making you feel uncomfortable. It's making you feel anxious. So when you really get behind what are the thoughts that are making you feel this way and you take a pause and you can address those thoughts and then you can talk yourself out of them. Like, all right, uh, I feel like I can't finish this. Well, like there's nothing holding me back from finishing it besides the thought that I can't finish it, you know? (laughs) Sure. And I find too, like you you said to write things down, but I find for myself that a, a really effective tool is just sharing how I'm feeling with someone else, mm-hmm. like the, a trusted source, you know, like, like I definitely have this with the music stuff, which is crazy because playing music is joyful to me. Like it is yeah. something I have always enjoyed. I love it. And it's like a hobby. And most people view it as something that is just like, like, like there's no shame in doing it, you right, know, like, yeah. w- like, why would there be? It's just weird. It's like anything else that be- it's like knitting or cooking. Like if mm-hmm. people like if you like to play music, then you should play. I mean, I, like, there's no reason to be so hung up on it. But for some reason, I'm really hung up on like whether or not I'm any good. Mm. And that is so unproductive. Like, who cares if I'm any good? If I enjoy playing, then why do I have to be good? And then right? and you'll like, never if you enjoy be good singing, if you don't play. Yeah, that, well, of course. That of hangs course. me up too. But go ahead. I'm sorry. But like, it doesn't even matter if I'm good or not. You know, like yeah. if I enjoy doing it and it's a way I want to spend my time on this earth, then uh, well, who cares if I'm good or not? You know. So, it, but somehow it got all folded in with these like ideas of myself. You know, and, and it just became this like thing about well, I'm never going to be good enough to like play you know in a in a bar or something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm never going to have a set. And like, it's stupid because I already did that. Yeah, I did prove I was good enough to do that. I used to do that all the time. Right. So it's like, you know, but anyway, my point is that, you know, when I feeling these things and like trying to overcome these, these feelings of like, I don't, 
like deserving or something like that. I'm it's not like enough. even just, yeah, like even a few months ago, like I just shared some of my music with you. I'd let mm-hmm. you know how I was feeling and I sent you some stuff yeah, and you were so awesome. like, you were really positive about it, you know, and mm-hmm. it, that helped me feel confident to restart. Like just having a trusted source say, what are you talking about? This is great. <laughs> you know, so, you should definitely keep doing this. That's so true. I've had that with my videos or even like trying to make this course. I think like I'll see, I'll see other, um, dating, uh, coaches online. And I'll be like, Oh my God, they're so much better than me. Like, of course, like no wonder, like you suck so bad. Look how good everyone else is. Like you're never going to be right. that good. And when you tell yourself that when you, and I, we also talked about this, comparing yourself to others. When you compare yourself at the beginning of your journey to someone who's in the middle or in the end of their journey, and you're like, well, I'm not that good, so why am I even doing this? It's like right. you have to remind yourself, like, well, nobody's good in the beginning, and you only get good by continuing to do that thing and, like, keep going at it and so I also have that kind of thing where I'm like oh well you know you're not going to be that good or what you have to say isn't valuable but then like Becca said like there's you know there's comments on videos and people write me things and they're like oh have you helped me so much and like I know that I've I have helped people but for some reason I still am in my head like oh like what you have to say is just poop (laughs) just worthless well even you said last week that someone specifically was like I want this course right yeah did you make the course yet because I want to buy it right you already have a a buyer someone that you know wants the course so you know you know that but at the same it's just hard it's hard to get through these these things we tell ourselves you know really it really is yeah so my advice is to a go back and listen to me and Becca's limiting beliefs podcast because and I know we taught we've mentioned it like three times already but it's it it goes way deeper into what we're talking about and I don't want to like completely redo that podcast and maybe I'll listen to it too shit because yeah you should obviously like even if you overcome that in one part of your life and you move along if you're trying to do something new those those beliefs will come back up it's like once anytime Mm -hmm. you're pushing out of your comfort zone then that's when those beliefs come back up. So it's like if you push yourself to one level and you feel comfortable there, then you don't really have those attacking thoughts as much. But then as soon as you try to push yourself to another level, those thoughts come back. And then you're going to have to yeah. go back and and um, kind of re- review what you've done before to overcome it. Um, so it's not just like, like I always say, like self-love and all this kind of thing, it's it's a journey. It's not a destination. So it's not like you've done it, so you have it. And then you'll never have another limiting belief again. It's like, no, it's like you're always going to have to address those things within you that are holding you back from what you really want to do. And also mm-hmm. with distraction, I just find like little helpful things to try to um, limit the way that I distract myself. So um, I stopped buying weed and every time I (laughs) I don't know if I want to really say this but who cares my weed dealer lives across the street from me so every time I see him I'm like oh like I try to like go somewhere else like if I see him out the window I'm like oh no wait (laughs) like let me don't make eye contact let me exactly no eye contact (laughs) or like if I'm you know if I'm distracting myself by watching tv I find that if I put the remote somewhere 
you know, inconvenient, like, on the top of a counter. Of course, Court is like, Mom, what the hell? Like, where's the remote? Yeah, where's the remote? (laughs) (laughs) But it helps because it's like, oh, I'm not going. I'm not climbing up there for the remote, so I might as well do the thing that I should be doing anyway or I'll delete. Well, it's at least a, rem- like, it's a, you're, you're reminding yourself that you're not supposed to be watching TV. Exactly. Like, if you, take, you if you have to pause. go, you know, all the way upstairs into a closet, into a box, into a box, into a box to get the remote, like the whole time you're going to go get it, you have to be facing yourself. And that yeah, is at least helpful. You know, you can, you can put like these, you know, these barriers uh between you and your distractions for sure right it's like when you really have to think about it, it's like well damn do I really want to watch tv that much like well just, why am I doing all this yeah well and you, you really have to hate yourself to go through that whole process right. too which is and sometimes you know and that's like I know we've recommended this before but I've done many times the like morning pages thing and I think like it works just as well as a morning meditation mm-hmm. if you just sit with yourself but um, Julia Cameron recommends, you know, that every day when you wake up to just write a full page of notes, um, just stream of consciousness. And like you, when you start doing it, you know, you'll find, especially if you're in one of these moments where you're trying to push through and to get to the other side, you, you know, you're, you're writing like, I can't do this. I suck. I fucking suck. I'm such an idiot. Why do I think I can do anything? Like I should just, you know, go to the middle of the woods and sit there and never come out or whatever you're saying. (laughs) But you can only write that so many times, you know, by the seventh day, you're like, right. Like you're kind of like, I don't, you know, I honestly, I don't suck that bad. Yeah. Like, why do I, you know, I'm like, you're kind of like get a resistance to your, to that voice. You're like, you know, I kind of don't want to write that I suck today. I just want to make it different. So, you know, but the same thing, if you just sit with your thoughts and allow those limiting beliefs to come up, you know, every morning and then spend your time going, that's not true. I don't, you know, I don't suck. I, I am going to do this today. Like I'm capable of doing this today. If you just keep practicing, it really does work over time to, oh, yeah. to help yourself overcome those, those beliefs, you know, just, or used to say like you would, uh, remember you said that you would like, I personify like, shout those voice. Yes, like, exactly. Shut up, bad yes. Carolyn. I need to give yes. her a bit better name than Bad Carolyn because I call her Bad Carolyn. Because to me, that's what it is. It's like the, the version of me that just, if she had it her way, if I let Bad Carolyn take the reins, I'd definitely be homeless and single. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. Bad Dead. Carolyn will take me off the deepest of ends okay this is like this is like how children are always naming their stuffies like what they are like right, every yeah. bunny we have in the house is called bunny right. or bun bun i'm like you know guys could you get like you need to be a little more creative right. with your evil self name yeah that's your homework that's true all right so i think we've gone through it basically this week what we want y'all to do a couple of things so one if you need to journal or you need to meditate or you need to go back to these steps from the, the episode where we're talking about clarity, please do that. Keep doing that. Do mm-hmm. that the whole time. If that's helping you or if you haven't tried it yet and you still feel stuck, you know, we're going to keep recommending that because find, you know, getting the insight into yourself and why you're blocked and why you're having hangups is, is really like truly step one for, you know, establishing any goal and then right. having the, the guts to move forward with it. Right. Right. But last week we told you to fold a piece of paper into two. And on the left side to break down all the steps to your goal. So you've done that. Now, if you haven't yet, reorder them so that you can figure out what to do first. And then on the right side, what we're going to do is take that first goal and break it down into the obstacles. So just on the right side of the paper now, you're just going to write what the obstacles to achieving that first thing are. 
Mm-hmm. If there's no obstacles to doing it, great, then do it. Right. If there are obstacles, then what we're going to do is go through and establish whether they are real obstacles um, that actually exist or if they're, I don't know why we, just now I made up this unreal obstacles thing. If y'all have any suggestions of what we should call that, then <laughs> let me know. But if they're unreal, all you need to do is cross it out and write the opposite right. next to it. So if you're, if you're unreal obstacle, okay, so here's an example. Um, so I'm too, so we're going to talk about someone who's, uh, going to go to pharmacy tech school, say, so the example is, uh, you write down, I'm too stupid to go to pharmacy tech school. Okay. Well, is that a real, are you too stupid to go to pharmacy tech school? No. Because if you are, you, there's never, (laughs) you can't overcome that. (laughs) If you were too stupid to go to pharmacy tech school, you wouldn't even want to go to pharmacy tech school. Yes, exactly. So obviously you are smart enough I believe that if you have a real dream and it's not just something made up if it's something that's like coming from within you and it's something that you really want to do then you have the means and the intelligence to uh do it like I couldn't be a rocket scientist but I don't want to either so you you could you could though I I think you could (laughs) You definitely could. You're smart enough. It's just that you don't want I don't to. Want you couldn't to, yeah. do it because you don't want to. Yeah, so, but yeah. you you're you have the brains. Okay. So, now you're going to cross that out and you're going to write I'm smart enough to go to pharmacy tech school and you're going to practice saying that to yourself. Yep. Now, if the obstacle is quote unquote real, mm-hmm. then we're going to write down the steps that need to be taken to get past that barrier. And now, if if these steps are really involved and are going to take a lot of time, um, then you may want to make one of these steps your brand new goal. And then you've got a new sheet of paper with two new columns and a whole new set of things you need to do to achieve the goal, right? So example, um, if, you, if you put on your thing, uh, I want to go to pharmacy tech school. So one of the steps is enroll in pharmacy tech school. And the obstacle there is, you know, obviously that um, you're, you're not enrolled yet and you're going to have to figure that out like that's not like a something you can do in an afternoon um so you might have to research pharmacy tech programs in your state and apply and the research might take you six full weeks of you know 90 minutes three times a week to look into all the schools to see what program seems like a fit for you to find out when um the applications are and you know just doing the research to find out what program you're even interested in is actually the first step. And then if you go from there and the next step is going to be to apply, now that's going to be a whole nother thing. You're going to have to get your transcripts. You're going to have to get letters of recommendation. So, you know, these things do sort of like, like, I don't want to overwhelm you guys, but they can kind of like flower mm-hmm. um, in into other steps. And that's just, it's, it's not a problem. You can't view that as a problem. It's a, a good thing anywhere where you can start and actually, you know, assign yourself the first step over this time period is is great whatever step you're going to take in the direction is going to be you know the right one it's true it's like yeah just like you said like as long as you are actively going after it then that's that's really what matters is the forward momentum and just like I mentioned in the top of the episode that you know my original goal was to create the course in four to six weeks and then when I started breaking it down it was like well duh going to take more than four to six weeks to do this I'm going to have to do the research and that is my new goal so you know even though I could 
look at that and be like, oh, man, no. Right. No, I have to do research. It's <laughs> yes. It's it's really not it's really not a problem. It's it's more exciting. Like, you know what? No, like I'm glad that I'm gonna make this course the best course that I can make it and I'm happy to be able to do this research. And if you wanna go to pharmacy tech school, it's not like, Oh man, no, I gotta research pharmacy tech schools and figure out letters of recommendation. Like some of right. that stuff might be annoying, but at the end of the day it's getting you closer to where you wanna be. And if you have to do it, it's gotta be done. It's like it's you can't skip yeah, over. There's no getting around it. Yeah, there's no getting around well, it. Well here's here's the other thing too, is that we are assuming like if, if you have forty hours a week right now, you know, if you like if, if you have no job or something and you're you know, you got nothing to do, you could certainly do a lot with that right. time. Like you you could do it all in, in one week if you have the time. Like we are assuming that like us you people out there have a full life and you're already doing things. We're talking about adding something on right. to what we assume is already a busy day, yeah. you know, whether it's kids or a job or whatever it is, you know, your commute, who knows what you have going on, but we're talking about adding something in. So, you know, we're thinking like the reason this has to be chunked out into things you can do over four to six weeks or four to eight weeks, because you're going to be trying to eke out the time mm -hmm. to do it. And that's why you need so many weeks, right? Like, and, and, and the, the idea is that if you can achieve big things in little bits of time per week, then you can just keep adding and adding and adding, right. you know, and over time you can achieve anything you, you want to. Right. So I think sometimes we feel like, oh, the only way I could create a course is if I had 40 hours a week to create a course. Mm -hmm. And that just isn't true, you know, or some people feel like the only way I can learn to play piano is if I could go back to my youth and I have my whole day to learn. No, it's not true. You can, you can learn in 15 minutes a day. You just, you know, we have to, to, if you, at, if you're at the stage of life where your life is already full and you want to add, you know, these are the things we're going to have to, to do. Also, I think people also get wrapped up in how long, like when you do have to eke out that time, a lot of people Instead of, you know, people look at how long it's going to take because you have to find little bits of time here and there. Right. And they say, oh, my God, like to create a course, it, could, it would take me a whole year and like think that a year is too long because you wanted to get it done now. Or people say, you know, I don't want to go back to school because it's going to take two, three, four years or whatever. And right. it's well, like, so well, what? those years are going to pass anyway. This time is passing anyway. I used to do that to myself all the time. Like, oh, well, I don't want to do this because I'm not going to be like good at it I'm not gonna be successful till I'm 40 or right. like I'm not gonna be able to do this and you know and it's like that time is gonna pass anyway and you're gonna really kick yourself if you say well I'm not gonna start working on this now because I won't be successful at it and for another five years well those five years right. are gonna pass and then you're gonna be you know five years older In the and same you're gonna spot. be like damn I wish I would have took that five years because then now I could have it you know for sure. For sure. Okay. So for, for next week, uh, I am going to figure out the money and the time piece of this, uh, piano situation and you gonna get my mind are going right. to figure out, yes, you're going to work on your mind. You're going to do your journaling. You're going to meditate. You're going to figure out, uh, what is causing the delay. I'm and you're going to think morning. of some, Oh, you did? I did. Good. I'm proud of myself. You're already on it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right. Perfect. So that's what we'll do next week. Um, but for this week, this has been Carolyn and Becca saying, what are you going to do this week? Kicking the panties. Hop over them obstacles.